1: Hello, everybody out there. This is your friend Nathan Powell on the Dice Tradecast on the RotoViz Radio Network joined. I'm not, not solo this week. I know that you insta insta deleted last week's episode. You do not have to insta delete this week's episode. Dan is back at the helm. Nathan is still here at the helm as well. I like to say the word helm today. Dan, how are you
2: this evening? i'm good hopefully they're not uh hopefully they're not deleting the pod now that they know i'm back i think that would be a bigger a bigger issue than uh you just doing this solo and and them deleting it that that i can understand because i know i think i've recorded one solo one i think you've done a couple but uh those are hard that's hard it's hard to fill time by yourself so uh Bravo to you. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I know you didn't
1: listen to my 32 takes in 32 teams in roughly 32 minutes. And it being 38 minutes,
2: the the roughly 32. (laughs) I don't know how to say this, Nathan, but if I'm not listening when I'm on it, I'm probably (laughs) not listening when it's just you. As much as I love you, Nathan. uh, Yeah, uh, it's just... I, I considering I don't have enough time to pod. I probably don't have enough time to listen to the pod. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. There you go. Dan loyal tr- trade cast listener. We have right here. Um All right, let's get into the show for this evening. Um So I think this was more of a story last week and I didn't really hit on it, but it seems like it bubble was like, uh, this has been, and Dan, I know you can attest to this on Twitter. This has been the weirdest beginning of an off season I've ever seen. There are so many fake accounts that are getting like actual like credit for not being fake accounts and that rich orenberger orenberger guy like people are saying like he's like a breaking news person but he's made up like 18 different things in the last 4 days there's one guy who got one
2: thing right like he got like a oh, non dj chart so C- like cj golson got the johnny smith contract yes, he was, like a million dollars off yeah he's yes. an idiot <laughs>
1: And he's been breaking all sorts of news. Um, So all that's a roundabout way of saying Tom Brady has been rumored to be unretiring, to be heading to San Francisco, uh, to hate Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians has refuted those rumors. Um, Is there any chance Tom Brady is not retired?
2: Uh, You know, originally I I thought it was kind of odd the way that he went out. I, I figured he would have at least wanted to get to you know, to the big game and and go out kind of his way, obviously, winning one would be the easiest way to walk away ever. But the more I thought about it, you know, I, I think he's probably come to the realization that he's he's not even at his best game, he's not touching the entirety of that AFC. and and the way those quarterbacks are and those teams are built, there's four, five, six teams in the AFC alone that are probably just as good, if not better, than the Bucs. Plus, you still have all of the competition in the NFC. You have an extremely potent L.A. Rams team. Obviously, the 49ers are pretty much a quarterback away. And who's, who knows, with all of the quarterbacks potentially moving around this offseason, you know, that, that could put the Bucks further behind the eight ball because, uh, if I recall correctly, they were in a little bit of cap hell because of like, they're kind of built to go. They, they were kind of in a similar situation to the Rams.
1: Yeah, it's not that they were in cap hell. It's that half their team is is Expiring. Is, is expired free agents, and they yeah. don't have enough money to pay Brady and all of those players. Um, now, granted, I think that they could have figured out a way to get like most of the team back. Like, they probably would have had to let go like Fournette or Carlton Davis, or like basically move like lose like one or two pieces and then get most of the rest of the core back. But I'm not. You know the name. I'm not surprised Tom Brady's calling it quits. I also think that there is like, it, let's say let's say there's a five percent chance that Tom Brady ever plays again. I would say there's like a 001 percent chance he plays again, not in a Bucks or Patriots uniform. Like I don't yeah. understand the the. I mean the Niners thing would make sense if they hadn't spent three first round picks on Trey Lance, who we'll talk about later, but. It also doesn't make sense. Why would the Bucks agree to trade Tom Brady at all? Like that, that was another random thing. Like people were talking about, you know, Brady signing this one day contract. He can't sign a one day contract. Cause he's, he's stuck on the, the Bucks roster till at least June 1st because of cap stuff. But also why would the Bucks like let him do that when there's the possible, like there's no guarantee that Brady doesn't come back September 1st. Like this isn't a far situation where the Bucks are like, yeah, you're retired. And like, we're glad you're retiring. Like the, the Bucks would much rather him not be retired.
2: Yeah. There, I would, I, you know, obviously there's not a 0% chance that, that something can happen, but I think Brady to the Niners is about as close to zero as you could possibly get. Um, I, I do think if there is a return, it will pretty clearly be back to the bucks because that just remains their main need. And they can probably still do the playoff serious contender with Brady while also kind of going through a, a mild rebuild or a restructure, if you will, and try to move some parts around, get a little bit younger. while while kind of retaining Brady and going that direction. So uh, obviously that's a lot to ask in one offseason, season, but it, you know, if anybody's going to be able to do it, it's, it's going to be Brady in the Bucks because is there a really a greater draw than potentially going and winning a super bowl with Tom Brady of all, of all people. Yeah. But we will say after we just had this conversation that of like four or five minutes, Bray's retired
1: he's not playing again. Like, Correct. <laughs> all right, let's go on to a player who may not play again. Um and I have I did not read uh, the essay, so maybe Dan can give me the the uh, cliff notes of the essay. Uh Ro- Aaron Rodgers Instagram post, he posted a picture of all his Green Bay teammates and then like one last picture of just Cobb and Adam standing next to each other without him. Um is this a retirement post? Is this a I'm done with Green Bay post or is it just Aaron Rodgers
2: trolling. Uh, well, it's definitely Aaron Rod- Aaron Rodgers trolling. But uh, after after seeing you know, you know screenshots of the Instagram post and and hearing what was said on the Pat McAfee show today, I um, I mean Aaron Rodgers obviously has been like the world's best at trolling from from drinking purple soda after after uh, beating the Vikings to these ridiculous social media posts. Aaron Rodgers seems to have you know the media coverage figured out. So, um, his his post was was just thanking everybody and anyone that he could think of uh, because he had just come off of some very very strange cleanse that uh, pretty much sounds like he ha- he indirectly had the stomach flu, uh, and that was his cleanse. So, this um, it's very strange. I, I just. I think Aaron Rodgers is back to the Packers. As much as I want to believe that he's going to be going to Denver or or Pittsburgh or one of these other places, you know, I, I just I really don't see it happening. I feel like Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers throughout the season kind of made amends. Um this team is really no different now than it was. I would assume if they retain Rodgers, they'll franchise tag DeVonte Adams and everything else will be pretty much the same. And when you have Aaron Rodgers, it doesn't really matter what you have around you. You're going to be a title contender, uh, especially going through the AFC versus the NFC. Uh, he has a much better chance of getting to the NFC championship game and a Super Bowl out of the NFC than he would if he were a Denver Bronco. Yeah, so it's still very much in Believe It When I See It mode. N-
1: nothing from his Instagram post says like, oh, he's definitely going to be a Bronco or definitely going to be elsewhere or he's definitely going to retire. But I, I, I will say this. Let's if you if I were to give like a percentage pre Instagram post, I probably would have said like Aaron Rodgers retires like 10 percent. And maybe now I put it at like 14 percent. Like, you know, <laughs> not not earth shaking numbers, but like it might like a retirement would make a little bit more sense after all, all of that nonsense. And also the whole Shailene Woodley engagement thing. You know, they broke up like two days ago.
2: <laughs> she was part of the part of the post. She. she yeah, said. I know. Or, yeah, he he thanked her. So that was that was I think if the pictures and stuff like weren't involved, like one of the pictures was of Randall Cobb and Devonte Adams next to each other, but without Aaron Rodgers in the middle, like, OK, man, like we, we get it. This isn't just you're trolling.
1: All right, let's move on to fantasy Twitter's favorite thing to troll about over the last few weeks, and that has been the Trey Lance hype. So outside of Tom Brady being a San Francisco 49er, uh, Trey Lance is also, uh, I don't know, the next Patrick Mahomes, the next Michael Vick, the next whatever you want to call it, Trey Lance is it. And he's going to, he like very realistically is going to be a top five, top six dynasty quarterback by April, which is absolutely nuts and does not account for his floor whatsoever. I think that a lot of people who are drafting him right now, or a lot of people who are trading for him right now, They are accounting for his fantasy floor, but aren't accounting for his NFL floor. And if, like, you know, the guys that you're taking in that QB5, QB6, QB7 range, you're expecting to be starters for four, five, six years. There is no way for you to be confident that Trey Lance is a four, five, six-year starter in the NFL with any sort of confidence. Like, yes, you might say, I love him as a prospect. He's the greatest thing ever, yada, yada. Like, we as a people, as Dynasty, as Twitter, as everything, are terrible at evaluating the quarterback position. The NFL is terrible at evaluating the quarterback position. What is stopping Trey Lance from being another Jalen Hurts where it's like, okay, this guy is going to be fantasy relevant for the next two or three years, but is he a legitimate long-term starter? Now, granted, the Niners spent three first-round picks as opposed to one second-round pick. That's a big change in in cost of acquisition. But I, I will say that you know the NFL floor is not being
2: accounted for with his current ninety two price. So I've kind of been all over the place on Trey Lance. I definitely was an early naysayer just because he was very, very far from polished. Always been a project. I think is still a major project. But I, I think I get why everyone is so excited about it. And you know, if you look at kind of the the quarterback landscape, it's either elite pocket passer or high-end rusher or both you know you look at someone like josh allen he's both we haven't really seen this ever this kind of thing it's you know it was michael vick and then it was kind of cam newton and the more i look at trey lance and obviously we've only seen him for what like two games or something in the nfl uh two games started sorry i'm starting to kind of get what people are are chasing I, i I genuinely think he can be Cam Newton. Cam Newton was never a great thrower at, at any point. He was an absolute beast. He, I mean, he weighs like 20 more pounds than Trey Lance. He's an inch taller. So that's a little bit different. But similar build, you know, they've got kind of a big arm, but don't really know what to do with it. And their massive upside is their legs, and it always was their legs. And, you know, you, you kind of are always chasing that unicorn and like a Cam Newton 2015 season where – he threw for like four K and also rushed for some crazy um crazy amount and and I, I I get that. You know, I I feel like that isn't outside of the realm of possibilities. I think Trey Lance throwing for thirty five hundred to four K, considering the weapons that San Francisco has in the offense that San Francisco is and not piling on five, six, seven hundred yards of rushing, like I think that's pretty darn close to a, a reasonable outcome now the floor and the ceiling are still way way far apart from me because it's a massive unknown but I, I get it and i think we're closer to actually seeing what what this potential could look like versus still being like a day one project
1: yeah i i think that with Trey Lance, he definitely has the pieces around him. He has Debo Samuel, he has Kyle Shanahan that the, and Brendan Ayuk, that there is definitely the possibility these top five, top six quarterback in 2022, which would then, you know, assuming that, that the NFL stat or the NFL appearance matches up with the fantasy stats, unlike our friend Jalen Hurts, then Trey Lance will be justifiably a top five, top six quarterback, but you know, we talk about, the, talk about the range of outcomes so much when talk, when we're doing this, these projections that can you really afford to be, you know, betting on top five, top six player when they've shown you as little as Lance has?
2: That's tough. I mean, that's that's where that's the ultimate risk reward. You know, you, you get a, a, there's a lot of owners that are willing to take those stabs. And and when they pay off, they pay huge dividends. And usually that owner ends up winning a couple of titles in a few years, period. But then you also have the other side of the coin where you take that big stab and it's a complete air ball. And well, now you're kind of stuck for a few years, three, four, potentially five years, depending on how your other stabs go. You're not guaranteed anything in this space unless you're chasing old production. That's pretty much the only guarantee that we have because you can go based on what history tells us. We don't have a history to tell us anything on Trey lands, other than there's a couple of outliers in, in that space. There's a couple of outcomes that are great, but everything else is pretty awful. Uh, and, and as far as, you know, the Jalen Hurts thing goes, he's never been a very good quarterback. He's an, uh, an amazing athlete, really good, you know, rusher. I, he's just, it was never going to be in the quarterback conversation. Um, and as much as some fans in Philly want him to stick, he's made that team worse. They certainly have not gotten better. They they've They've won and they've thrived because of their defense and their defense finally getting healthy. With Jalen Hurts at, at the helm, I mean, that's that's a team that just isn't going to win. Now, Trey Lance could go down that road, but I think they're set up in a way where it's really difficult for any quarterback in that space to cause them to lose games. I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo can come through, and, and whether he's banged up or whatever, and lead that team into the playoffs, I, I mean, there's significant more potential with Trey Lance leading that team than Jimmy Garoppolo. The floor was just much higher with Jimmy.
1: I did see a NBC Sports Edge, a.k.a. Roto-World blurb, uh, that some of the San Francisco beat writers are p- putting uh, connections to Marcus Mariota if uh, if and when they trade Garoppolo, that a Mariota-Lance tandem would be solid because, A, Mariota could play if Lance isn't ready yet. If Lance isn't ready yet, then he was a waste of three first-round picks. Um, but also, right. you know, Lance plays a position and the way he plays quarterback, that it's sometimes hard to stay healthy. So, so getting a second guy who can, you know, run a similar system could be beneficial for the Niners.
2: Yeah. I mean, even if someone like, you know, like if they're healthy, like a Tyrod Taylor kind of along the same lines, um, that that would make a ton of sense. But like you said, I mean, if he's not ready at this point, you've got bigger issues than, you know, who's, who's actually going to be playing quarterback. You've now wasted all those first round picks on somebody who clearly isn't ready. So uh, before we move on uh, let me let me ask so i i think we both agree that he's probably ranked a little too highly he's probably worth a little bit too much who who would you pair him with in like a quarterback ranking who would you trade him one for one for you know as like a straight up even even deal
1: uh russell wilson
2: does that sound about right sure. yeah I'm, and honestly I'm, I'm looking at trying to find quarterbacks in front of me i think uh-huh. adp and, and and you know maybe some expert quote-unquote ranks are probably going to have him in that 8 10 12 range for the most part and i feel like russell wilson is pretty much in the same spot maybe at the lower end of that so i think that's pretty much spot on you know you throw aaron Rodgers into that mix um yeah i mean maybe I, I, matthew I, stafford too I, I don't know yeah i mean looking at the latest adp lance is qb9
1: Rodgers qb10 fields qb11 wilson qb12 um, so yeah, I mean, granted, I would take Lance over Rodgers. I would take Fields over Lance, and then well, I Wilson versus Fields, Lance is purely, you know, team type base. But but to to jump forward, I would not take Lance over. Dak or Burrow or Lamar or Kyler or Herbert or Allen or Mahomes and in order to get Lance at QB5 QB6 you're putting him over Lamar or
2: Burrow and I don't see a reason to do that yeah no way There's, there's absolutely no way you can do that I don't care how great you think he is you've got proven you've got seven or eight proven elite guys whether it's on the field or just fantasy specific and there's absolutely no way you can put one of these project guys in front of them I would expect if we see Deshaun Watson get back to the field this year, which I think we do, I think he makes his way into that group. Uh, and then I think you have kind of a gap to these younger guys and veteran guys that are kind of at the end of their run that are going to be grouped together outside of the elite conversation. So, um, you know, the, the fields, the Lance, the Lawrence, um, Mac Jones is at the tail end of all of those conversations. He's, he's never going to be into the elite category, but that's a high floor, low ceiling player too. So it, But it's an interesting quarterback landscape. I think there's a lot more high end guys than there ever has been. And uh, a significant group in the middle of just mediocrity.
1: Now, let's go on to a rumor that you texted me personally. And I, (laughs) I like it was like we've we've seen I talk I already talked about it today. We've seen a lot of really stupid rumors, a lot of really stupid things come to mind. What you texted me, I think, makes the most sense of any stupid idea I've seen so far this offseason. <laughs> Dan texted me a three-team trade, which I'm sure he you know, he saw from some Twitter troll as well, um, of Kirk Cousins to Carolina, Watson to Minnesota, all the picks to Houston. And I think that makes a lot of sense for every team, unless Watson obviously is hung up on the suspension thing. But I think that's a win-win-win. For all three teams. I mean, obviously, if you're Carolina, you'd rather have uh, a Watson that isn't suspended than Kirk Cousins. But in terms of like acquisition costs and all those things, I think that makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah, so I did. I saw something on Twitter. And believe it or not, I do actually know somebody within the Minnesota Vikings front office who will remain nameless. (laughs) Um, I I sent just a very brief text. Hey, uh, Panthers rumors true? Question mark. That's it. And then I just got a very simple. Yep. So then my <laughs> mind started racing. I I'm like, Oh my God, like this could be huge. Like I'm not going to break anything. Cause I don't want to like reveal, have to reveal who this person is and, and do that whole bit. But I just was, was genuinely curious for, for my own sake. So now here, of course, you know, talking about it on the podcast, but um, you know, earlier on Deshaun Watson had, had listed the bucks and the Vikings as one of his potential spots where he would
1: his his agent said that was bs for what it's worth
2: sure and and absolutely that can also be the case but kirk doesn't have a no trade they removed that in his in his contract renewal so he doesn't have a say where he goes he could very well he could go to houston he could go to carolina he could go to any any one of these places uh if the vikings want to move him, they'll move him. but my understanding is is the front office isn't really all that ready to part ways with Kirk unless they're getting that high end player back. Now there was a lot of talk about moving Kirk for some picks and everybody was very excited about that because the team probably isn't super ready to, to chase a title. You know, the offense is built and ready to go. That defense has got holes all over the place. So it'll be interesting to see what they do, but I I do think that a three team type deal and I, for a little bit, thought maybe Denver could be in play for uh, for Kirk Cousins as well, but I think they'll refocus to Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. I, I just see, you know, if Carolina is and has and it's con- confirmed, reached out, that makes sense for Carolina because that's a massive upgrade from what they've had, and they're not getting anybody in this draft that's going to be better than Kirk Cousins.
1: I will say one thing: Kirk Cousins to DJ Moore would be
2: sexy <laughs> <laughs> and, and mccaffrey too i think that's a big boost for mccaffrey because we all know how much kirk likes to dump it off when they need eight yards on third down <laughs> there you go
1: all right let's wrap up with some not not as not as memorable quarterback names and then we'll do a quick dev or not um Jameis, back to new orleans seems like it's near nearly a done deal surprise not surprised dynasty impact
2: no, that makes a ton of sense. You know, he knows the offense with or without Sean Payton. I would imagine things will stay somewhat similar there, the, the system that is, has been proven and works. Uh, Jameis, Jameis knows it. And, you know, as bad as he is, there's a lot of fantasy upside there. If, if Michael Thomas sticks around, uh, that kind of brings his his floor back up a little bit. Obviously, if if Alvin Kamara can skirt his legal troubles or whatever's going on there, uh, it's better for him than, than having Taysom Hill back there. And, you know, as far as Jameis goes, it's he's a nice QB three type of guy in a super flex league uh, or a two QB league because he's perfect for streaming and just playing matchups because you're going to have the games where he throws four interceptions and 87 yards and it goes seven for 31. But you're also going to have the games where he goes 29 of 47 for 500, three and three, like, that's just Jameis. He, he's throwing Yolo balls left and right. Um, you know, whoever ends up being the wide receiver two and arguably three plus tight end is also going to gain uh, a little bit of traction here and probably gain some value because that defense is, I, I think they're losing a couple pieces. I don't think they're going to quite be what they've been. And they're kind of going back to rebuild mode as well. So uh, I, I think there's some, there's potential higher floor for the new Orleans offense than there has been since breeze left
1: yeah with with jamis he he's where i really tampa and new orleans are the only two places i saw him going yeah and what i will say is i don't think this this excludes the saints from the round one quarterback decision either like the the matt coral kenny pickett malik willis and um who's the other name i'm forgetting um Matt Coral, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, and Sam Howell, Howell, yeah. I think those are the four guys that are going to be going in that 8-20 to range. We talked about that last week. And I I think that all those guys are in consideration for for the Saints and basically any team that doesn't win the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and even even a later-round guy, like, you know, I don't know, he might be like a second-round pick. Carson Strong, just with the big arm, Mm -hmm. I I feel like a a, day-two pick. On him Des- he, Desmond, Desmond Ritter and Ritter, yeah, I think those those guys are gonna definitely be names to look at for Tampa and New Orleans, just because there's potential that they slide in and and could be able to start right away. Obviously, you know Willis, Coral, Pickett, and Howell are probably all gonna go in first. A couple of them are probably gonna go the places that have existing veterans, uh, and they're just gonna ride the pine until it's their turn. But uh, those day two guys potentially could get into some decent roles and and have, you know, some halfway decent upside in fantasy as well.
1: And Mitchell Trubisky, you think it's blasphemy that reports are saying he could land a certain job?
2: I just, I don't know how he's even allowed to step foot in an NFL locker room uh, <laughs> unless he's reporting or, or part of the media. He is very bad. Um, there's probably 40 quarterbacks I could think of. Fifty quarterbacks I could think of that I would rather have, uh, and twenty-five or so of those are obvious. But I mean, give me Jordan Love. I'd rather go trade for Jordan Love than sign Mitchell Trubisky. Give me, give me Darnold. Give me Davis Mills. Give me uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Taylor Heineke, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, Tyler Huntley. For God's sakes, he's killing it in Baltimore. Go get one of those guys. I mean, Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones. We, uh, there's no way you're you're taking Mitchell Trubisky over any of those guys. And Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Oh, I meant to bring this up earlier, but it's
1: good. I didn't. Uh, Every year there's the lies of like this. This coach is our coach. This quarterback is our quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers saying if the season started on February 22nd, that Mason Rudolph would be their quarterback. Yeah, no way. I mean, that's true. If the season started on February 22nd, Dan, he'd be their starting quarterback.
2: But any like, if the season starts February twenty eighth, that's not no longer true. <laughs> Correct. Yes, <laughs> and it only works because he's quite literally the only quarterback on, I think, other contract with the Steelers at this point in time. Yeah, but so I Pittsburgh, I I think that after Tampa,
1: they are the most likely to end up with one of these big veteran quarterbacks, um, and if they don't, like, I still don't hate. I. Like, I'm always for the idea of letting it go down in flames. Always for it. Like teams (laughs) need teams need to not be afraid of going down in flames and starting Dwayne Haskins ends one of two ways. It goes down in flames and you go three and three and 14 or Dwayne Haskins like the light flicks, light switch flicks and he becomes like a top 15 ish quarterback. Granted it's probably like a two, 3% chance that the, the, the latter happens, but the other scenario is just you get a really good quarterback in 2023. I don't understand why. I mean, it's because they're afraid of getting fired. But I still don't know why teams are, are so afraid of not letting it go down in flames.
2: Yeah, I, I, it, from our standpoint, going down in flames is always better and more enjoyable. Uh, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a go down in flames kind of franchise. Um you know, if for example, for whatever reason, if they're not able to get the Russell Wilson, if if I don't know if they are targeting Aaron Rodgers, I I definitely think the addition of Brian Flores to that staff means Deshaun Watson could very well be in play for them. Uh, getting to go with Mike Tomlin and Brian Flores in a, a very established team with a, a great defense. Um, again, it's still the AFC, and and that's significantly greater competition than it is in the AFC right now or in the NFC right now. Uh, I, I, I think he's put up, you know, he's going to, it's going to have a chance as any one of these guys to end up being a Pittsburgh Steeler, assuming he would waive his no trade clause for that. All right.
1: Let's wrap up today's show with a quick game of and Devi or not. But before we do that, let's hear a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp.
3: Hey, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz Flagship Podcast. I wanted to let you know that the podcast you are listening to right now is sponsored by BetterHelp. And I can speak from personal experience and tell you that if you or someone you love is struggling with depression, they're dealing with anxiety, talking to somebody about it can make a huge difference. And that's what BetterHelp does. Within 48 hours of signing on with BetterHelp, they'll match you with a professional, therapist. These therapists have a broad range of expertise that might not be available where you live. This is a worldwide service that's easy to use, allows you to get matched with a therapist that you can communicate with. You can send messages, get thoughtful responses. You can even schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You can talk through anything that you need. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating therapeutic matches that can give you all of the benefits of traditional offline therapy. They want you to start living a happier life today. And I believe that talk therapy is one of the ways that you can do that. Visit their website, www.betterhelp.com forward slash reviews to hear and read some of their testimonials. Again, you're going to want to visit BetterHelp, Better H-E-L-P, and join the over two million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for Rotoviz listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash Rotoviz. Can't recommend how important and how helpful talk therapy can be, so please check it out.
1: Debbie or nots, here we come. We're gonna talk some devies and some Olympians. So, <laughs> so I, I think our original Debbie or not. There's no way. Oh, okay. For some reason, my brain was thinking the Olympics were only once every four years, and I was like, "There's no, ev- there's no way we've been doing this podcast for eight years." But they're every two years. So I was probably six years ago when we yeah. last did Debbie or not. Olympian's edition.
2: I think you're right.
1: <laughs> uh Devi or not, Olympian's Edition. So we got uh you know four total names here. Here we go. First one we will go with is Armani Goodwin. Devi or not.
2: Armani Goodwin. Well uh I love the commercials of choose Armani. Those <laughs> those commercials are great. Uh, I feel like Well, again, but you've done ones where they're like they're like two star guys from going to like Jacksonville State Penitentiary. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with Olympian on that one.
1: Armani Jackson is a running back for Louisiana State University. Close.
2: Jacksonville State Penitentiary.
1: (laughs) Louisiana State LSU running back Armani Goodwin. Next three, one three, three star running back,
2: I would assume. I've never heard of this uh, person. I,
1: I, he's on like the he list listed like a hundredth on a Debbie ranking that I looked looked at. So
2: huh.
1: you know he's relatively highly ranked. Um next one, we have Clement Knoll.
2: Clement Knoll. If you would have said Clementine, I would have been hungry. Uh <laughs> See, now I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking there's no way he does two Debbies in a row, but also he wants me to think that there's no way you would do two Debbies in a row and do two Debbies in a row. So Clementine, I'm going to say is an Olympian.
1: Clement Noel is a gold medalist for the men's slalom in France.
2: I knew that. I'm a big slalom fan. I don't even know what slalom is.
1: Same. Um, (laughs) um, By the way, uh, Debbie or not, I'll put this out there. More people will listen to this segment of Debbie or not than people who have watched the Olympics this year. Also true. Yes. (laughs) just factual.
2: (laughs) I actually, I heard, a sorry to take away, uh, folks, if you were really interested in Debbie or not. Uh, I heard a wonderful take the other day that the Winter Olympics, and I love, well, I loved the Winter Olympics when the NHL was still involved in hockey, in the Olympics. Anyways, the Winter Olympics is just Taco Bell. It's the three, same three, three sports with just different names. Just like <laughs> how Taco Bell is the, th- the same three meals with different names. Taco Bell, Winter Olympics, Perfect Marriage. There you go. All right, next
1: one, we have James Crawford.
2: Oh, that just sounds like a wide receiver from, like, Purdue. It's not or oh, oh, okay, well, Let
1: me let me amend. It's it's not who I have written down. James Crawford is an alpine skier that won bronze for Canada. Son of a uh, but but I will say there it's more likely than not that there is a James Crawford <laughs> who is <laughs> who is a running back for some college team. So you know, just putting that out there. And last one, Gary
2: Bryant Jr. Uh again that that just that sounds like a wide receiver. For a very mediocre football team. I'm going to say Debbie.
1: It is a wide receiver for Lincoln Riley's football team. The University
2: of South, Southern California. I didn't lie. Very mediocre.
1: <laughs> All righty. That should wrap us up for this evening. Get your Debbie or not fixed. We're going to try. I, mean, I feel like the, the meter of like how many games we've played has been like a downward slope for the last eight years. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, this, I mean, this started as just games. Yes. And uh, but and I think we said this last like two offseason, we're going to try and play more games. And that's true. It's just so hard. Like ever since that bum Eric left us, it's 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 harder to play games when it's just the two of us. But, you know, we're going to try.
2: We will we'll give it our best. Uh, Oh, and we can talk that bum Eric into getting us getting it on the show a couple of times.
1: And Dan has promised Dynasty Jeopardy before September 1st. So keep make sure you tweet at him and tell him that uh, he has to get that organized before September 1st. Because he promised that, like, last September. He was like, let's do it yeah. in November. I was like, there's no way we're
2: doing it in November. Shut <laughs> <up."> <laughs> well, but what I wanted to do and what I still want to do is, like, a live stream of it. So yeah. we can release the audio as a podcast. But also because oh. it's Jeopardy, it's so much more enjoyable to be able to see the questions, answer it, and be a part of the whole show. That, that reminds me. That reminds me.
1: And this just shows where the Dice Tradecast is on the Rotoviz Radio Network. Um all the other Rotoviz pods are now podcast are now on YouTube. Um, so maybe we will launch the tradecast on the YouTube via Dice Jeopardy, at least for a one-time thing, maybe a long-term thing. We'll see how much editing that takes. But Rotoviz now has a YouTube, so check out the YouTube, subscribe, rate review. I don't think that's a thing on, on, on YouTube, but subscribe, like, all those things. And uh, tell all your Rotoviz podcasters that you want the Tradecast on YouTube.
2: Yeah, I mean, people need to see this lovely Mario Brothers mustache. Oh, of course. And, you know, of course, the new Barry Dude's ring. That's <laughs> right. You guys, if you haven't sent a congratulations to Nathan, make sure Oh, you my God. Do Everyone that.
1: has sent me a congratulations. I don't need any more congratulations. Do
2: more and buy him a toaster, too.
1: <laughs> Damn it. All righty. That should wrap us up for this evening. We will talk to you guys next time. we're not done dogs
2: yeah
3: when you make decisions for your company you look for the no brainers